Hello and welcome to Dollars and Cents presented by North Main Financial. I'm your host, Joshua Doby. Thank you so much for tuning in to us here at the four o'clock hour. Appreciate so much. You got an hour left if you're a nine to five or we still got a little bit of a sprint here. Actually, not exactly an hour. Let's call it 53 minutes and 30 seconds that you have left in uh, in your day here. We're so happy that you tuned into uh, us here at Dollars and Cents, again, presented by North Main Financial here on WSIC News Talk Now. Uh, you know, as a previous listener to Dollars and Cents, we're talking on any number of subjects here. Often we're talking about specific companies. We're going to do that again here today. I'm going to. It's still earnings season. I do. I get excited about this kind of stuff. We've got some earnings here. We're going to be talking about specific companies, some looking pretty good, others not looking so good. But in doing so, you remember, again, as a previous listener, that nothing that we're talking about here is intended as a specific recommendation for you, meaning that even though we're talking about these companies, probably even specific strategies, maybe we're looking at things a little bit more favorably, maybe things not so favorable, again, as we're doing so, that nothing is intended as a specific recommendation for you. We strongly, strongly recommend that you reach out to your tax advisor, to your financial advisor, or if you'd like to reach out to us, North Main Financial Group, love to hear from you. Love to chat about your particular financial situation and to see if there are ways in which we might be able to be helpful to you. Online, you can find us at northmainfinancial.com. That's north like the direction, main like the street, financial.com. Northmainfinancial.com, we have a contact page on there. Leave us an email address or a phone number. Let us know the most preferred and desirable ways for us to contact you, again, at northmainfinancial.com. Com. Again, thank you so much for tuning in with us here. It's it's an exciting time. I, I know. I, I get real jazzed up on earnings season. And and and, and maybe, well, if, if you've listened to Dollars and Cents long enough, you, you know that I get, um, yeah, maybe I get a little bit over, overly optimistic on those companies that are doing well, maybe a little bit too pessimistic on those uh, companies that are not doing as well. It's not because I, I believe that those are the hot stock tips or because those are the kinds of things into which you should invest or not invest in a specific time frame. It, it's just very indicative, and and it really is. It's just a, a good and, at least insofar as my universe is concerned, uh, one of the most accurate reflections on where companies are because they're required by law. If you're a publicly traded company, Company. They're required by law under regulation FD, so regulation Frank Domino FD, if, uh, if, if you're watching the real legalese end of things, about telling us where things are. Not only about where things are today, but about where they're going. And so it, it is. I, I like it. I like to be able to hear what companies are saying. Yes, I like to hear about where they've been, but I'm most concerned about where they're going. So let's dive in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with one of the most uh, well-known companies out there. I, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with me on this. You might, but I I don't think anybody would say that they haven't heard of Disney. Uh, Disney, D-I-S, David, Indigo, Sam, as far as the uh, ticker symbol is concerned, if you're looking it up, again, not a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold. Uh, Disney, end of things, looking at the hot headlines here. Pretty positive earnings. Uh, Disney brought uh, brought back into the fold, uh, and I don't know if he ever left, but he brought back into the fold uh, Bob Iger, and and Bob Iger is uh, is has been uh, a previous CEO for the Walt Disney Corporation, and uh, and he is, frankly he's gone out, he's retired, he's gone out, retired. Retired, come back in. Retired, come back. He's done several of these iterations here, and and actually he's on another stint uh, with Disney right now. 
I, I don't think he has a magic wand, but because we're talking about Disney, maybe we got to say that. I mean, is, is, is that is that possible? He and the mouse are uh, are waving the same wand. I'm not I'm not sure if that's true or not, but certainly it, it seems like it's been true. They came out with a very positive quarterly earnings report here uh, in, in the last 24 hours as of the time of this live broadcast or as of the time of this recording. So when we're looking at that, and I'm looking at especially because they had some challenge with their streaming services. Disney Plus, uh, if you have uh, any children, uh, especially if you're like me, if you have any children under the age of about 14, um, or maybe it's 16, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's me. I mean, Producer Bill, you you, you might be a consumer of uh, Disney Plus, so I don't, I don't want to be age restrictive here. Right, yeah, I would appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> children under the age of 30-something, yeah. So, okay, 30-something. Thir- thir- that's, that's, that's a little bit, you know what, that's probably why they did so well. Uh, here, here in this past quarter, uh, because we certainly did have some good earnings coming out of Disney here on the hot headlines, and and I, I would say again, overall, that's probably a positive thing uh, with regards to where the consumer is spending. We're going to talk a lot more about that in the later parts of today's dollars and cents show, talking about where the consumer is, but certainly with regards to the look back, which of course is all all that earnings reports are, generally speaking, looking back to where things have been. Most concerned about where things are going uh, with uh, with regards to what they see going forward. But let's say looking back uh, with Disney, again, very I would say positive, very positive. They cut a lot of expenses, cut a lot of overhead. And, uh, and so when we're looking at their streaming services, when we're looking at park attendance, which is a big component of that as well, and also with regards to overall programming. Now, uh, you may or may not be aware, a little bit of a side uh, sidebar item here, but maybe not a sidebar if you're someone like me or producer Bill or the Chief Justin. Uh, and Justin doesn't watch baseball or sports as much, but but the producer Bill, and I, I can see producer Bill shaking his head uh, now. So we consume a fair amount of sports, and as we're in football, we're in football season, aren't we? Mm. Panthers on tonight. If uh, if you, if you are not, this is not me telling you to subscribe to Amazon. But on Thursday night NFL on uh, on Amazon, you're going to want to make sure to take a look at that because we have our uh, Carolina Panthers getting ready to start another new streak. Correct, uh, producer Bill. This is what we're doing here tonight. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. We're back. We're 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 back, and it's early. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's, it's early in the season. We're looking forward to starting a new streak tonight. Uh, again, uh, for it, it's football season. You turn into dollars and cents during football season, you're going to get a lot of football uh, here. So you're going to want to make sure to watch our, our Carolina Panthers here on Thursday night NFL uh, coming up. But when we're looking at the real, only reason why I'm saying that is, so with Disney, Disney owns ESPN. And uh, so if you're a consumer of sports at all, you know what ESPN is. ESPN, uh, sports all the time, network owned by Disney. There's been a lot of speculation about what is going to be done with ESPN ongoing, specifically as either an entity which is uh, continuing to be owned by Disney or if it's going to be something that's spun off. And, and a lot of discussion about that, even with regards to the earnings call about what that's going to mean, because there's a lot of speculation by folks who want to see ESPN spun off from Disney, that there is a lot more value, which sometimes happens. There's a lot more value to be had by uh, how valuable ESPN is as a company, as a standalone entity, uh, as opposed to something that is a part of the overall Disney uh, structure and meaning the, the, the Disney corporation. Can't, 
make a legitimate speculation one way or the other as far as whether that's true or not. But a lot of discussion about that because of the advertising power that uh, that ESPN has. When I say advertising power, basically how much they can charge per 30 seconds or 60 seconds for uh, for a spot uh, relative to uh, to advertising. And, and so when, when that premium goes up, then there becomes speculation within the media universe that maybe that entity is more powerful or more valuable as something that is uh, that is spun off. Don't know if that's the case, uh, but it's certainly something that is part of the, the discussion in the media universe, especially as Disney's, they're really looking at, you know, what comes next. You know, we're moving from a space of uh, certainly of network and cable entertainment consumption to overwhelmingly, uh, in so many instances, because of the number of options available to us, of being uh, entities that uh, consume through streaming. So we're going to continue to watch that. And we're going to continue to talk about earnings season. We're going to talk about some hot headlines here as we come into the second quarter of, uh, of this week's Dollars and Cents, presented by North Main Financial. You're listening to WSIC News Talk now. Hello and welcome back to Dollars and Cents, presented by North Main Financial. I'm your host, Joshua Doby. Thank you so much for hanging with us into the second quarter. Football reference, it's football season. we got our Carolina Panthers on on Thursday night NFL. I, I, I feel like I should be compensated in some way for uh, uh, encouraging so many folks to, uh, to take in our Carolina Panthers. Producer... I, I don't think they're going to listen to me, but I, I would still like to offer up the option that they could do that. Right. They, yes. Please couple me in that. I, I, you know what? That's two of us. So that makes that makes double, uh, not just one, but two of us <laughs> who uh, who are going to make that request. All right. So and my did. vision's not so good. So the closer, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, it. It is football season. And thank you so much for uh, for tuning in with us here. Two dollars and cents presented by North Main Financial. We were talking hot headlines right before we went to break there. And we were talking about Disney and we we're talking about ESPN. Speaking of sports, we were talking about all things that have to do with the media end of the universe. And certainly there are it's, – it's a changing atmosphere. It's, it's a changing kind of dynamic. I mean here we are on the radio, but we're not just on the radio. We're on the social media platforms. We're on uh, streaming if you go to WSICnews.com. So there, there are multiple ways in which you can consume even what we're doing here in the studio in addition to 105.9 FM. So I mean there, there are lots of ways in which you can do that. And, and the media universe is trying to – adapt and, and trying to understand what that means in terms of a go forward sort of experience for folks who want to be able to consume that kind of entertainment ongoing. So it's a, uh, it's a big deal and we're watching it closely. And certainly Disney is, is uh, going to be one of the top players in that mix. If nothing else, whether you like them or don't like them because they're scale, they're huge and they, and they touch so many parts of the media universe. All right, we're moving on uh, here and I'm going to move into one now that is, is probably not particularly Let's say it's not particularly encouraging, but we have to let you know about it. This is hot headlines, right? So when we're talking about it here on dollars and cents on the hot headlines uh, end of things, uh, we work. We work uh, in in terms of uh, when you're thinking about. I said never heard of we work. Well, we work is uh, is is a is an exceptionally large company, at least in terms of the amount of investment that they've had into them have declared bankruptcy. Now, why does that matter? Well, it may not matter to you at all. It may not even impact you at all as far as uh, they're no longer in the universe. But they, if you are in commercial real estate, they're huge. 
And I'll say it from this standpoint, WeWork, if you're not familiar with them, is an entity which uh, went about securing a, uh, I mean, I say dozens, I'm going to go to hundreds of long-term leases around the country in some class A office space. So think high rise, high tower, urban area, kinds of uh, very expensive sorts of uh, commercial real estate. They went about securing those leases and then subletting or, or leasing them again. So they, they locked into the leases and then sublet them to other entities, small businesses, businesses, medium-sized businesses, even even large businesses who wanted to uh, to take advantage of that, take advantage of these spaces. And the only the um, uh, we work with them was able to offer them to them perhaps at smaller terms, meaning in terms of the amount of duration. So we work was holding the long-term lease, maybe they did a small-term lease or a small-term, shorter-term lease with uh, with smaller entities like small businesses that maybe didn't want to lock in as long for long-term leases and uh, and so they were very very, very popular uh, in the investment universe. I mean, you had huge amounts of investment coming from the largest uh, private equity firms and some of the largest financial institutions. I'm going to say these names next only because they are very public at this point. Sequoia Capital, Anderson uh, Horowitz was uh, the two of the largest private equity firms uh, in the country, uh, this country, uh, were heavy investors into them. J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, also publicly traded, was a very heavy investor. Again, all of, all of this is public uh, information, public disclosure. So these are not new data points, just uh, just making you aware of that. So a lot, I mean, upwards of $50 billion in terms of market cap uh, possibility for WeWork. And I say possibility because WeWork was attempting to go public here several years ago. And uh, due to some things that came out, and I'm not going to get into the weeds and the mud on this. That's it's not what we do here on, uh, on dollars and cents. But due to a number of, let's say, not so flattering kinds of circumstances, they did not come public initially. And then they did come public, and they came public at a much smaller valuation than what was anticipated. And so there's been a lot of back and forth, and certainly then the pandemic and COVID and all that goes into that with regards to commercial real estate definitely impacted that uh, that market, continues to impact that market in a, in, a, in, a, in a negative way. And then we're looking at entities now that, uh, significant entities now, which are saying to a number of their workers, well, you don't have to come into the office uh, every single day, perhaps three days or two days, or in some cases, no days uh, a week. So when you're looking at that, and then you're looking at the larger corporate entities, which then are, are saying, well, why do we have to carry these gargantuan leases for this gargantuan amount of square footage? Let's reduce that. So you so you're you're piling that on then you're 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 looking at that in aggregate for a company like WeWork which has all of these large I mean I say all of these I mean hundreds of long term leases in these very expensive office towers in urban uh, significant urban areas around the country and and you're looking at it saying but that doesn't look like it's going to work very well and that in fact is what has happened so uh, they actually formally declared bankruptcy. Uh, so they're moving into a space of, uh, of of mostly liquidation, about 50 to 100 different leases, uh, depending upon where the bankruptcy court makes the requirements, uh, about 50 to 100 long-term, large-scale leases around the country are, are, going, are going to be busted up. And so what does that mean? Well, in terms of what is owed already uh, to those landlords, 25, roughly, 25 
billion dollars, billion with a B, $25 billion owed to these landlords. And then not only is it what they're owed to these landlords uh, for, with where they are today, but what does that mean going forward? So if you're a landlord, if you own an office tower, let's, you don't even have to own the whole office tower. Let's, let's say you own several floors of a particular office tower, which has been leased in a long-term way to uh, WeWork and they declare bankruptcy, well, not only are you likely out on what is owed to you by WeWork for that lease, but then in a go-forward kind of space, are you going to be able to release it? And if you can release it, and that's as re-dash lease, that's not release it in terms of letting it go, but leasing it again in terms of, uh, of, of what's available, are you going to be able to do it the same terms? And that that's where it gets sticky and ugly because there there is a certain amount of possibility. I'm not going to get in the weeds here. There's a certain amount of possibility whenever an entity goes bankrupt in terms of being able to refinance, restructure, those kinds of things uh, relative to being in, uh, in the real estate business. But in terms of a go forward kind of space, if you can't do that, meaning to find another tenant who is willing to uh, offer up the same rates, that's where it gets sticky and ugly. And that's what we're, we're watching very closely because now let's just go macro here. So we're, we're well, you could say WeWork is macro, but let's go even more macro from what we're talking about re relative to the commercial real estate market. Then what does that mean for commercial real estate around the country? And I, I don't want to extrapolate too far because you can take, you know, single data points, which, you know, we don't like to do here on, uh, on dollars and cents. You can take single data points and begin to extrapolate too much. And frankly, I think that's inappropriate to do that because that doesn't necessarily make a trend. But we're talking about millions of square feet of, of commercial real estate around the country. So we're not talking about a, a small player. We're not talking about a, a, a small company that goes out of business. We're talking about an entity that literally has millions of square feet of, uh, of office space around the country. So you couple that along with other entities, which have no connection to, to WeWork whatsoever, not being in the same kind of demand space for class A office, high tower uh, sorts, of, um, uh, sorts of real estate that they were, say, three, four, five years ago. What does that mean? What does that mean for commercial real estate? I'm going to throw another uh, wrench into it as well. Now, the rates, especially for the landlords, looking at the landlord end of things, the rates, if they have to refinance, a lot of these entities, a lot of these entities have uh, adjustable rate or they have short-term arms, which are uh, adjustable rate notes associated with them, meaning that maybe they had a rate lock-in for a year, two years, or three years that are now starting to come due, and maybe they were able to get an initial rate of, I'm just going to toss things out there now, 3 4%. And now they're at double that six, seven, eight percent, perhaps even more. If you're the landlord, and if you're if you are one who owns investment real estate, you know exactly what I'm describing right here. And that that has significant effect. I'm not going to say that it, that it's necessarily going to crash anything because I, I think that would be inappropriate to uh, to say that. But it definitely changes the calculus, especially with regards to where you need to rent or lease that space in order for the numbers to make sense for you. Let me back up. Let me take it from the uh, the inverse side. If it's something where you needed to produce a thousand dollars a month in terms of net cash flow in order for the entity to make sense, and you had a mortgage note, if you're the owner, if you had a note on the property at three percent, okay, you can make that work. If you find a uh, tenant who is willing to cover off on the lease that you need for that, that makes sense. 
Let's say that note adjusts though. Let's say it's either a variable rate or, or one that needs to be refinanced after a couple of years. And instead of it being at 3%, now it's at 7% or 9%. Well, now you just either 2X or 3X, meaning multiplied your financing cost. So how much more do you need to lease that space in order for the numbers to work for you? It's different for everybody. It depends on the number of square feet involved, the number of accommodations that you have with your tenant, lots of variables in there. But what I'm raising to you with regards, especially as we're looking at WeWork here on the hot headlines end of things, we need to be mindful of what that means with regards to the overall real estate market. Now, again, I, I'm not the one who's going to be coming here saying, oh my gosh, the sky's falling because rarely it is, literally. Rarely it is. No matter what folks say, it's amazing. 28 years of doing this, and every single time there's a bump and a flutter in the market, we say the sky, we, meaning the overall public, says the sky is falling. And I think, no, no I don't think, I know, three, three times in 28 years where we've had to be mindful of the sky uh, in terms of, uh, of what's been adjusted. But, but in terms of, of where we are right now, I think it needs to be kept in mind. So what does that mean? What does that mean in terms of how companies come at the overall thought process for how they own commercial real estate? And what does that mean in terms of demand going forward? I think that's going to be a, a vital element for us to keep in mind, because if the demand ebbs, which there has been spe uh, some speculation that it will, if the demand ebbs, then what does that mean for pricing? What does that mean in terms of where companies are spending their capital? This all comes back to, again, the earning. I know I love earnings season. I do always come back to that. But it comes back to the earnings aspect of things. It comes back to where folks are going to be spending the capital that is available to them relative to how they're going to be hopefully able to earn profits ongoing. Well, friends, uh, we're going to get into the second half here in just a few moments. I appreciate so much you tuning into Dollars and Cents here on WSIC News Talk Now. Hello and welcome back to Dollars and Cents presented by North Main Financial. I'm your host, Joshua Doby. Thank you so much for hanging with us into the second half. Panthers play tonight. Carolina Panthers football reference. Uh, whether you like it or not, it's it's fall. It's football season. I, I, I can't wait. We're going to start a new streak tonight for the Carolina Panthers. I can't wait to see it. Uh, here, if you don't have Amazon, I'm not selling Amazon. I'm not telling you to buy their stock or, or sell their stock or hold their stock. But uh, I do believe, uh, Producer Bill, that's the only way that you can consume uh, Thursday Night NFL. Is that correct uh, on, on Amazon? Is, or am I missing that? Um, I'm not sure if it's because it's a public game. Ah. Uh, or, or, excuse me, public. <laughs> a local, local game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, um, and your jacket kind of reminded me, Golden Bachelor is also oh, tonight. Oh, Golden Which is Bachelor. on okay. ABC. So I, don't, yeah. I, I feel like... Uh, okay. I, I feel like there might be some stuff thrown around a little mm. bit. You might be able to see it on local channels. Okay. But well, Amazon is where I'll be watching. Okay. Well, even more opportunities. And I, Correct. And, and, I, and I'll admit to not knowing the first thing about the Golden Bachelor, except I know it's it's you're, older people. Yeah, yes. you're not you're not missing too much. I'm not. Right <laughs> Now wait, are you are you, are you admitting that you're a Golden Bachelor uh, uh, participant? Uh, you know what I consumption? am. Okay. I am. I okay. consume it. I do consume I, 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 it. I, I love it. I love it. All right. Good. Yeah, good, good. Good. Good kind of stuff. So all yeah. kinds of opportunities to uh, <laughs> to be able to consume that kind of stuff. If you'd like to call into the studio here, if you'd like to chat about, uh, well, if you certainly chat about all things that have to do with dollars and cents and the markets and earnings and all those good kinds of things. Love to chat with you about that. Can't uh, promise you that I'm going to know a whole lot about the Golden Bachelor, but producer Bill does. So you can definitely call in for that. 844-STUDIO-4. That's 844 788 
844-788-3464. One more time, 844-788-3464. If you'd like to be part of what we're discussing here, can't promise we're going to get in on the show, but certainly if you call and if there's a particular uh, subject point that you'd like to discuss, if I can't get into it today relative to what we got on the schedule here, certainly we'll get into it at a future date because we want this show to be relevant and important to you. So definitely please feel free to do that again at 844-788-3464. All right. Uh, now, normally we would be getting into what to know here and uh, as, as we cross over into the second half of, of the show. I, I, I got to pivot a little bit and I got to pivot a little bit. And I'm, ta- I'm taking a deep breath here. I got to pivot a little bit because whether I like it or not, now that we are beyond the Halloween season uh, here on the calendar, right? The, the, the yearly calendar. Now that we're on Halloween season and I, and I don't like it. You can probably tell if you're watching me on the socials, you can tell me, uh, tell by my slumped shoulders. Uh, if you are listening to me on the airwaves, you can tell by the drop in my voice. Now uh, we have basically skipped Thanksgiving and we are in the Christmas season and uh, you don't have to believe me. Uh, you don't have to walk into Home Depot if if, uh, if, if, if you don't go to Home Depot very often, uh, you go into Home Depot, Christmas trees, there are no turkeys. Nothing. I mean, we we don't, I mean we we are in. We have skipped beyond uh, brown and beige. I mean, I'm I'm wearing a beige jacket. If you're watching me on uh, here on the socials, I'm literally I'm I'm, try, I'm trying to keep Thanksgiving in the conversation. And I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. I, I I do as well. So I'm trying to keep Thanksgiving in the conversation. But if if you go anywhere, green and red, green and red. I mean, it's it's we're we're there. We're we're in Christmas, right? Mm. We are. And, and, and again, I, I obviously, I have my own uh, horrendously long uh, list of biases. Uh, one of them is not liking to skip uh, Thanksgiving, but we're there, whether I like it or not. In the I mean, we're not even done with the Renaissance Festival. See, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if there's anything, I mean, if, we're talking, right. if we're talking about Thanksgiving and Halloween and, and other kinds of things, I mean, the Renaissance Festival, yes, we're, we're not there yet. We still got, we got like another week. Another week and a half at least, yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, we just, we just, we're such in a rush. We're always in a rush. I'm not sure where we're going. Much longer, <laughs> much well longer, much longer discussion for a different show, perhaps. <laughs> All right, but the only reason I'm saying that is so as we're looking at oh, the Christmas retail season and, uh, and and looking at what's out there, you've heard me talk a lot here on Dollars and Cents about watching what the cons- on on what on which. Thank you. Uh, more than one item on which the uh, the consumer is going to be spending and. I don't want to say concern, but we're certainly watching very intently. Is the consumer going to be strong this uh, this cre- Christmas retail season? And specifically, when I say strong, I mean, are they going to be spending a lot? There are a lot of headwinds. There are a significant number of headwinds, which we feel here at North Main Financial are going to be um, really keeping a significant portion of the consumer spending public uh, from spending at, at, at measures above where they normally have for this season. I know that's a little bit wordy there, but but we're watching it very closely because you heard me say this almost uh, every single show here on Dollars and Cents. Uh, the consumer, two-thirds, three-quarters of our GDP, big deal. Big deal with how they spend, with how we spend, uh, with regards to the overall uh, economy, and certainly in terms of growth uh, going forward. So we're watching it very closely. But all right, we're going to be a little bit anecdotal here. All right, you can you you, you can come with me. I had I took a look at uh, at, at I think I think uh, Joe Vagnone, uh, who also has a show here uh, on WSIC, calls it the Google. Uh, meaning he uses the um, uh, the nominative uh, there for for the Googles and the, 
on Google, all right? And I looked on Google because I wanted to see, okay, what are folks looking to buy? And I, and I say that when I say looking to buy. Looking to buy for the Christmas season or doing Christmas searches, you're going to ask me how Google knows that. I don't know, nor do I want to know how Google knows for what we're searching and that it is specific to the uh, to the Christmas season. Uh, but, uh, but I did that, and of course, Google had a list for me uh, telling me what were the most, uh, not only what the, what the most searched for items are, but the the items that were relatively new to the mix of things. So that's really what I'm bringing to you here on dollars and cents. Those items searched on Google here, uh, and it said year to date, which I, I don't know, producer Bill, I don't know if anybody was searching in April uh, for, uh, for Chris, maybe, I mean, if you really wanted something trendsetters, trendsetters. Okay. <laughs> so they were just getting ahead of the curve, right? Sure. Just in case the inventory ran out, they wanted to make sure that there was some available for them by the time we came into Christmas season. Uh, so it's a year to date as of September 30th, which I, I think is pretty amazing, uh, to be able to do that. And then to know that you were actually looking for something for the Christmas season. Again, I don't want to get into how Google knows that, but they probably are correct. All right. Three items here. Three, three top three items in terms of the increase and in the number of searches for these items, folks, uh, what they're wanting for uh, uh, for the Christmas season. Meaning, I I'm assuming searching for gifts that they would like to receive. Number one, all right, hang with me here. Number one, human dog bed. Now put that all together. Not a dog bed. No, excuse me, not a bed, <laughs> not a dog bed, but a human dog bed. All right. Now, if you're putting it all together, I hope you have a visual in your mind there about what that actually means. So I, I had to take a look at a picture because I, I didn't know. Uh, Producer Bill, I, I could say I don't think you knew right off the top uh, that, th that, that, that this is what this was. Yes, it is. Yes. I, I'm looking at them as well. Yes. I didn't know. I mean, it makes sense what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it makes sense to you. I mean, it made no sense at all to me. But it is. Uh, I mean, it is. So it is. If you have a dog, if you're a dog person, I have a dog. Uh, Producer Bill, I think you have a dog. Yes. Uh, okay. So we have dogs, right? So we have beds for dogs, right? Sure. But but these are enlarged dog beds. For humans. For, yes. Okay. All right. So that, 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 that's what I saw as well. Uh, enlarged dog beds for you. I, I, I'm guessing because a certain number of humans were looking at their dogs in, in their dog beds. Right. And saying, boy, that looks awfully comfortable. The envy. I, yeah. I, that's, that's it. I would like to have one for myself. <laughs> and, and so human dog bed. $339, in case you're wondering. I know you are, uh, because you're probably looking on Google right now or Amazon or one of the other large retail sites saying, okay, if I wanted to have a human dog bed, how much? $339 is what we found for human dog bed, um, up 1,600%. Uh, just in case you're wondering, you say, okay, well, how many folks this year is compared to last year? This is where we get into the uh, the dollars and cents aspect of it. Uh, over 1,600% in increase. I, I don't know what was happening with dog beds this year, but apparently a whole lot of folks uh, wanted to be in the same bed as their right, dog. Right, right. Uh, lo lo looking, uh, looking at the increase. All right, next item, not nearly as glamorous, but perhaps if, uh, if, if you're like my family, uh, 3D puzzle vase. I'll say that again, 3D puzzle vase. So what this is, again, I know you're looking at it on Google right now or Amazon, so I'm just going to tell you uh, and ruin the surprise for you. This is a vase. So vase uh, holding flowers, right? So the kind of thing you sit on a table uh, in your dining room or in your living room where you, where you hold flowers. This is a puzzle vase where you actually put pieces together like you would a puzzle, a flat puzzle, but it's in a vase. And, and, and you put those pieces together and it forms a vase. That vase is then able to hold water into which you can put flowers. Uh, uh, over a thousand percent increase. 
I don't know what happened, Producer Bill. Something happened. I mean, something that was very alluring uh, about, uh, uh, what did somebody else tell me? Vaz. Uh, so I, I, the vase. The vase. So I, and I, I'm not nearly elegant enough to call it a vase. Um, it's still a vase. In, uh, in, in we'll wait work. till we'll, we'll get you one of these puzzles. Uh, well, I mean, and then it, you'll be a big vase. I, I, I'll have to call it a vase. <laughs> I, mean, I, I may even put it on the on the socials here during the next dollars and cents <laughs> to uh, to show you that you can have a puzzle vase or a puzzle vase, a thousand percent increase over uh, over last year. Last one, I'm only giving you three because otherwise we could spend all day on this kind of thing. Uh, th- this was. Uh, it, it, <laughs> Amazing. The consumer is amazing. It really is. Uh, the third uh, most searched for item, according, according to Google, candle warmer. Candle warmer. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see producer Bill shaking his head again. Uh, I, I had to look at it as well. So a candle warmer, according to Google or according to Amazon or whoever was putting them out there, again, these things are rampantly popular. You probably are much more educated here in the listening public and, and much more informed. What, what do we say? I am um, uneducated and uninformed. And uninformed, Yeah, yes. I, 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 I am both <laughs> easily on, uh, on these kinds of things. Candle warmer where, uh, where you actually you have a lamp that heats your candle so you don't have to light it. So it produces the same smell. It produces the same kind of aromatic experience, but you do not have to actually light it on fire. It's amazing. I, I mean, all three of these. Right? <laughs> I, so, I mean, I, I think it was offered up in terms of a safety element, right? It was, it, was, it, was, it was meant to say, you don't actually have to light anything on fire. You can actually have the same aromatic experience without it. I say aromatic experience like that's my phrase. It's right. not my phrase. <laughs> that's coming off of Amazon. Uh, thirty nine dollars, just in case you're wondering, to uh, to have a candle warmer. Wow, uh, it is uh, it is amazing. The consumer, that's really the idea here. The consumer, with regards to how they're going to spend, how they're going to spend this uh, this Christmas season, uh, the retail season, it's going to be a very big deal. Well, friends, thank you so much for hanging with us here on Dollars and Cents, presented by North Main Financial here on WSIC. Revitalize your landscape with ease. Experience hassle-free transformations with Drum Landscape Supply's swift and reliable delivery service. Visit drumlandscapesupply.com today. Drum Landscape Supply, your local one-stop landscape shop. Call now to speak with certified financial planner Joshua Doby at 844-STUDIO-4. It's dollars and cents on WSIC. Hello and welcome back to Dollars and Cents, presented by North Main Financial. I'm your host, Joshua Doby. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Fourth quarter, you're almost there. Uh, football reference. You know that. Dollars and Cents, football season, you're going to get football references. But you're almost to the end if you're a 9-to-5 or 11 minutes and 30 seconds until you are at the end of your day. Make sure you sprint through the finish line. You're almost there, but I thank you so much for hanging with us here on Dollars and Cents in order to get you there. As we are going to uh, to break there, and Producer Bill and I were talking about, I was sharing with you some of the gifts that, uh, how does Google know for what we're, what we're searching? And so if I, if I search this is number one, by the way, if you didn't happen to uh, listen to the last quarter of, uh, of our show here. Number one, 
Number one, in terms of the, I shouldn't say that. Number one, in terms of the increase in the number of folks searching for this as a Christmas gift. You're going to ask me how Google knows. I don't know, nor do I want to know. Uh, but number one, in terms of the increase in the number of folks year over year who are searching for this human dog bed. Now you put those three items together and you may not have a picture, but if you separate them out a little bit and then begin to put them together, maybe you can perhaps get a picture uh, in your mind. So starting with a bed, right? We all have those, I hope. Dog bed. If you have a dog, you know what I'm talking about. Bed for a dog. Human dog bed, meaning that it's a dog bed enlarged for a human. I don't know. I mean, I, I've never looked at, now I, I, I can't, I, we have a smaller dog. All right. So I, I guess I can't look at that, uh, the kind of bed that we have for the dog and say that that's something necessarily into which I want to sleep. But apparently they look comfortable enough that, that, a, that a significant, not, not a handful, a significant number of folks have looked at that and said, boy, I wish there was one big enough for me. And, and so that's where we've landed on, uh, on that kind of thing. All right. I know you want to talk about the markets here. I, I, I mean, just the whole human dog bed thing just was kind of over. What about a human cat? Yeah. Human cat. Uh, what's the carpet thing they got? Oh, you mean like <laughs> like a scratching post? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I know the boss man. I know I know he's got he's, cats. He's a cat guy. He is a cat guy. And, Clearly. And, and so <laughs> so I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this as a, as a curmudgeonly old man, uh, that if I had a, a scratching post that was my size, I probably would use it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I would actually, as I'm thinking about that now, I would actually. The Google of, searches are going up as the, we speak. The, they are. I mean, you probably, <laughs> I mean, you and the listening public here on WSIC, you're probably looking at that right. You, you think I'm joking? I know folks do that. I know folks listen to that and they start going on to uh, going on to Google or on Amazon to look for that kind of thing. So let's say a human-sized scratching post, uh, human scratching post. I don't know. That doesn't sound so bad. The human human dog bed I didn't get into, but human scratching post, I might be able to get into that. All right. Let's pivot here a little bit. I want to talk very quickly before we get into the markets. I know that's why you're, you're listening here in the fourth quarter, uh, but I want to get, touch on very quickly because calendar year-wise, we're getting close to the time where calendar-specific kinds of things are becoming much more relevant. We see this at North Main Financial significantly. And, and so I want to touch on this. I'm going to touch on this on subsequent shows as well. Basically, I'm going to, I'm going to just bang into this every single uh, show before the year end. But it has to do with the idea of charitable giving. And the reason why charitable giving is so relevant now is because that if you want for charitable giving to give you some tax possibilities in terms of deductions from taxable income, you have to complete those kinds of transactions before the end of the calendar year. There are lots of different strategies when it comes to charitable giving, meaning it's it's not true that everybody is in the same space. Some folks write checks, other folks give appreciated shares, other folks who are at age 70 and a half or older uh, give from their IRAs. There are lots of ways to do it. If you have um, material assets, there actually are possibilities to give cars, real estate, lots of possibilities in terms of how you can gift to charitable entities. What I'm really raising here before I jump into the market end of things, make sure you're paying attention. I mean, we're, we're, we're sprinting. I mean, here I am complaining about, uh, about where we are on the holiday season, even though we're just beyond uh, Halloween. We're, we're going to be at the year end. We're going to be at Christmas, and we're going to be ding-dong for the new, uh, the new year before we can even catch our breath. So I want to make sure it's on your radar screen because most of these transactions, and I say most because inevitably somebody brings me something and gives a stretch, but generally speaking, these transactions have to be done before the end of the calendar year to be specific for this tax year. 
That's very, very important. So if you are charitably inclined, if you are wanting to give to a charity and you're wanting it to be applicable to this tax year, you got to do it before the end of the calendar year. You got to do it before we get to uh, to New Year's Eve there. You got to make sure that it is in place. And especially if you're gifting shares, real estate, other kinds of assets to charitable entities, it takes a little more time. It just does. It's more complicated, more uh, paperwork involved. You want to make sure that those kinds of things are lined up and in place before we get to the end of the year. So make sure you're keeping that on your radar screen. Keep listening to us here on Dollars and Cents, subsequent shows. I'm going to be pounding this a lot here before the end of the year. So make sure you're paying attention to that. All right. Markets. I get it. Getting a lot of calls recently. It, it's so interesting to me. It, I mean, well... Yeah, it's interesting to me. It is. 28 years of doing this. It's still interesting to me. I still feel like it's my first week of being in this business when it comes to uh, to the investment management and financial services end of things. I still love it. Um, but it's, it's so amazing to me how we repeat the behaviors as an investing public over and over and over and over. I keep saying it until you're paying attention. Uh, and over again. It is. It really is amazing to me because here we are uh, a couple of weeks ago, lots of negative sentiment, especially if you were watching any of our business news shows, uh, lots of negative sentiment out there. Oh, things are pulling back. I mean, I mean, literally, I'm doing that in that voice tone because that's what I was hearing over our most popular news. I, I happened to be in New York this past week, and I'm not saying that to talk about myself, but I'm saying that because I happened to be close to the production area for one of the most popular business uh, news shows out there. And I'm not going to say which one because I'm not that kind of person. I'm saying it to say that uh, when you're that close to that kind of thing and you're actually seeing the sausage being made, very interesting. Very interesting to hear not just what's being said over the airwaves, but what is being said whenever the cameras turn off. And I'm saying that not to speak poorly of anybody who's on a business news show, but it's very interesting. Anyhow, for what I'm going to say next. So here, a couple of weeks ago, a lot of negative sentiment in the market. Definitely some positive pivot uh, here, especially in the more – let me say it this way. Definitely uh, some positive pivot here in the last couple of weeks with regards to the more aggressive end of the investment universe. Now, you may look at that and say, well, okay, that's, that's just a small segment. I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. However, if you look at our most popular stock indexes or our stock indices here year to date, they are, they, excuse me, they have been moved to this point by the most aggressive end of the investment universe. So I'm looking at technology. I'm looking at more aggressive growth uh, kinds of companies, which uh, they have. I mean, let me just use the S&P 500 index. We t talk about this all the time. It's so, so important. So pay attention here for just a moment, real quick, if you hear nothing else. S&P 500 index is a market capitalization weighted index, all right? That's the dime phrase on it. What that means is, in layman's terms quickly is, the larger the company, the more it influences the movement of the S&P 500 index. That's what's most important. So when you're looking at the largest companies out there, right now, most of them, right now, are technology companies, Apple, Amazon, Google, Meta, the old Facebook. I can't, it's not Google, sorry, Alphabet. Uh, Meta, which is the old Facebook. These are the largest in terms of market capitalization. Let me say it this way. The largest 11 companies of the 500 in the S&P 500 index account for 100% of the positive movement in the S&P 500 index year to date. I'm going to say that again quickly. The largest 11 companies in the S&P 500 index account for 100% of the positive movement in the index 
year to date. What that means is 11 companies have, have provided for you the positive movement. What about the other 489? Flat to negative inside of there. I'm saying that not because I want to say that the S&P 500 index is bad or wrong or that those 11 companies are bad or wrong. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is you're actually seeing the performance of about 11 companies in terms of the positive movement this year. That's what matters. It doesn't matter necessarily that that's what it is happening, if you understand that's what's happening. But I hear folks all the time talk about where the market is moving and looking at the S&P and saying, well, that's where the market is. And I'm saying, no, it's not. Actually, it's, I mean, if we're looking at percentage basis, it's about 2%, literally about 2% of the overall market or 2% certainly of the number of companies in the index that are, that are powering, that are moving that movement as far as the positive performance inside of that index is concerned. Very, very, very important because what's happening now, I'm going to look at the other side. That's a little bit more negative, but I'm looking at the other side. Those 11 companies are covering up for a lot of negative performance, meaning a lot of companies which are down significantly this year. I'm looking at things like utilities. I'm looking at things like um, consumer durables, uh, which uh, you're looking at airlines, you're looking at uh, auto companies, certainly, uh, which financials hammered this year, especially on the regional side, meaning not just the, the large money center banks, but on the regional side with regional banks. Just been When I say hammered, I mean down 30, 40, 50% and more uh, this year. I'm saying that so that you're aware. I'm not saying that because one is good to own, one is not good to own. I'm not saying that you should buy more technology or sell financial. None of that. That's not, not what I'm saying here. But you need to be aware of what's happening because you may be looking at your statement going, wow, things are uh, overall looking pretty good. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. Or maybe you own a couple of funds or a couple of stocks or a couple of uh, holdings which have just been focused on the technology or aggressive end of the investment universe. And that's what's powering you. So very, very, very important to keep that in mind. Very, very important when you're looking at market performance that you're truly understanding where the market is moving, not just based upon what the index is doing, because the indexes can mask a lot of things. By the way, sidebar, Dow Jones Industrial Average, price weighted. What does that mean? Price weighted, more expensive the stock, the more you're going to influence the movement of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. DGIA, the Dow one of the most often quoted uh, indexes. Again, if you have a more expensive stock, i.e. Apple, uh, kind of, you're going to move it more than other companies that are not as expensive. Very, very important to keep that in mind. So I'm offering this up to you with regards to market performance. Yes, this is where we are right now. Yes, this is what the performance has been, but make sure you understand what you own. It's not true that just because something has gone up that it's a positive performance for the overall index or the overall market. It may be, but you want to dig a little bit deeper. Well, friends, it has been a pleasure uh, to be with you here on Dollars and Cents. I, I appreciate so much your time. Looking forward to being with you here again next week. We're looking forward to our Panthers here uh, this evening. Starting another streak. Thank you so much for tuning in. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, W290DK, Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Charlotte.